Hello, hello, and welcome to Millennial Notebook. My name is Stella. And my name is Emily. And here we talk about living life as a millennial in the modern age. Get comfy, grab your notebook, and let's enjoy the ride together. Hello, happy Monday, or any day that you're listening to this podcast. I hope you're having a great week. I certainly have. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to, good to hear you hear you in my ears again <laughs> same so i think we haven't spoken in three weeks you've I had know. a pretty busy month can you tell us about that oh, like what was keeping goodness. you busy um so this month we're doing in next month as well um march and april we're doing lots of fundraisers for the venue deposit for the big event that i um do a bit of work on um, love it, love it. So yeah, that's keeping us pretty busy on the Ko-Fi front. Um, other than that, um, I was supposed to actually be going to like two conventions, but they both got cancelled because of COVID. Yay! Mm. Um, so it has actually been too busy, but it's you know it's kind of it all balances out. <laughs> right. I oh by the way, if any of our listeners are not aware of what Emily is doing um, for this kind these projects, it's actually um, how would you describe it, Emily? Like, have t- tell us about it, and then we'll link it in the it's, show notes if anyone's it's interested. It's an indie convention, basically. So it's 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 a mini Comic Con, um, but for cosplayers. So it's really cosplay focused. It's got like workshops mm-hmm. and um, idol performances um, or any performances really. Um, obviously cosplay is a really big focus, the cosplay competition. Mm-hmm. So it's like all the classic things that you have at a con, but we've really like put cosplayers at the, at the front of it. So all our marketing's based towards cosplayers, um, all of our entertainment and things is kind of in that direction. So, um, yeah, putting that in the front and center in New Zealand, which is great. <laughs> Love it. So if anyone's interested, the link will be in the show notes. Um, so thank you for sharing. Um, for me, I think I had I had such a great um, past few weeks. So I've been doing a lot of soul searching, not just with regard to my career, friendships. Um, there were a lot of events that I feel like kind of shifted my perspective on, um, you know, how how being a woman um, is quote unquote supposed to be. And by the way, that is what our um episode today is going to be about so look forward to that but um to tell you more about my month so yeah there's a there's a whole chunk of that about just figuring out my identity and where i wanted to take my life from here on out and so those are the heavier stuff right so career and stuff but the lighter stuff so i had such a wonderful time um I got to experience a meditation class, a mindfulness meditation class led by a monk in a castle in provincial Japan. I know it's what what a privilege. (laughs) I know what a privilege. And um, I love how the the temple is making efforts to make this a little bit more accessible to the normal individual, yeah. right? Because the image is, you know, once you go spiritual, you go all in. Yeah. And I think we should kind of move a little bit away from that extremist point of view of spirituality being um, an all-in or nothing kind of mm. You either live mentality. and breathe it or it's like... Or you, nothing at all. Yeah, and Yeah, yeah and um, whatever you believe in, it's like uh, this actually comes into therapy how breathing 
helps lessen or lower your stress levels yep. because your it helps your body relax. Yep. And that's what I advocate, right? And I've seen it help me through a lot of my um like my, my anxiety attacks mm. and I really recommend it to anyone who is looking to kind of help with you know, just even the daily stresses of life. Oh, like yeah. if you're working in a very extremely, uh, sorry, an extremely tough and stressful corporate job like I am, it's really necessary to be able to survive such a competitive environment. So, yeah, so that was nice. Mm. And after that, I felt super recharged. Wow. Um, That's cool. And, yeah. And um, my, my friend just uh, had his birthday this weekend. So we celebrated with him. Um, I did see my... some stories that were very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, he's my uh, one of my goods, my good friend's husband. Oh, and yeah, and it's so interesting. I actually have very few female, close female friends that have um, gotten married. And just so everyone is aware, I am turning twenty nine this year, and my friend group ranges from. People aged from 26 to 30. Oh, no. I, I have another friend who's four, turning 40. Oh, wow. That's so big... it's a very large range. Yeah. But it's all already at a range where um, some people would assume that, you know, if it were in previous generations, yep. people would assume that they would be married by now. And which is why we are diving into this very interesting topic oh, yes. of... Um, our futures, uh, or rather, what the expectations and the and what we want for our lives as women, yeah, in today's society and even as millennials, right? Because things have changed throughout the times, and we wanted to kind of do a deep dive on, you know, perhaps expectations back then how much it's it's changed now mm. and where we want to bring that right for ourselves yeah no i think it's gonna so. be um quite an interesting one i think um yeah i mean i just want to start us off um yeah i finally watched love is blind japan awesome yes. i really <laughs> it's such an interesting interesting show and i think yeah and love is blind is pretty sorry the one for japan is really special for me because i feel like it really uh gives you an image of japanese society Mm -hmm. and my japanese friends have also told me this when we were discussing the show but um if you actually compare love is blind the american version versus the japanese version it's it's very like it's quite contrasting but in a very interesting way yeah and i love how there's not yeah okay so here's my perspective right um i've seen the american one i watched it about a year ago full of drama proper reality tv people screaming having fits making up um lots of sex comparatively (laughs) um (laughs) at least they kind of like show it and like is more physical and all these sorts of things and then i go into the japanese one like how are they gonna do this like, you know, Japan's a little bit more reserved. Um, you know, my friends have sort of said, you know, PTA is not really something they're comfortable with. My Japanese friends, it is. Um, you know, it's a little bit less PTA. So I was kind of expecting that with this one. But what I didn't expect, and this is a little bit of spoilers, sorry, um, 
is that so many of the couples actually broke up before the end of the show. So in mm-hmm. the American one, they go like, there's, uh, I don't know how many couples there are. There must be like six or seven, about the same amount of couples that end up coupling um, in the booths. Yeah. And, um, but a lot more of the couples ended up in the ceremony. So at the end, they do like a proper ceremony and they get married. Um, mm. Or they get up on the thing and it's awkward and they're like, um, actually, nope. And they run away. <laughs> like literally on the American one, one of them just runs away <laughs> in her wedding yeah. dress. So and funny. it's so confronting and so like, oh, I, I don't know. I couldn't do that. Um, but they, but in the Japanese one, like most of the couples towards the end are just like, actually, no, this doesn't work for me. And I'm not going to do that with you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. goodbye. And it's like, that's it? And like, even on like some of like the, um, after they get out of the pods, they go on like this sort of honeymoon style date thing. Yeah. And like, even then half of them broke up and I'm like, what is this? Like, what am I going to watch for the rest of the season? <laughs> <laughs> so I found that really like, it was kind of empowering because it was mostly the women that were like, you're not what I expected. This isn't going to work for me mm. and I'm not going to put up with it. So yeah bye yeah (laughs) actually i i had very good very interesting input from two of my japanese friends like we were discussing um the show versus like the american one and they were sharing with me that this is very typical of your japanese man according to my japanese female friends where the japanese men are kind of like i don't know if it's a current trend but i have read about it being a trend nowadays where a lot of men right now are kind of leaning into their bachelor bachelor lives and not wanting to get married Mm. and not being very serious about marriage Mm. um compared to ladies in the same um i don't know if it's an age thing but if you notice a lot of the women who joined were actually kind of um, seriously considering the possibility of maybe finding someone to get married to. And they were asking very real questions, very serious mm. questions that could kind of hint at their compatibility. Whereas some of the guys were just like, oh, you went to Africa too? Me too. I love you. Kind of like, mm. he didn't say I love you, but you know what I'm trying yeah. to get at. It's yeah, just yeah. They, they perceive the men as being kind of you know, this is like, it's an interesting thing to try. And therefore, let's, you know, let's just date around. But the whole concept was like, you know, you're gonna end up getting married. So um, my friends felt Mm -hmm. like that was there was a huge gap in like, what the what the two groups of people were kind of expecting out of the show. Yeah, I mean, I found that a few of the guys were a little bit too um they were too, like, they just jumped at it, and they were like, yeah. you know what, I really like you, let's just do this. And, like, one of them just, like, out of nowhere gets on his knees and is like, you're gonna marry me? And she's like, uh, uh, right, right now? Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was really out of the blue, there was no lead up to it. Um, yeah. Whereas some of the couples, and then some of them were like, I really like this girl, and I, like, refused yeah. to back down, like, she is the one. Um, and, like, I think only two of them in the end came out, but it was still, yeah. it was still, I don't know. It was such a weird and interesting juxtaposition to the likes of the American. Um, right. In terms of like the questions they asked, to the goals that they had, to 
um, the way that it played out was completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, the show, yeah. yeah. Um, so interesting. My, interesting. Yeah, so they were, so my friends actually, one of my friends actually watched the American version as well. And she was saying that a lot of the foreign um, males in the show were actually a little bit more... Um, how do you say like they were actually more serious about the concept of like possibly truly getting married and finding their quote-unquote soulmate on the show Mm. which is probably why the perhaps the expectations of the two groups in the american one were a little bit closer together versus like what she said as um versus in japan right where the gap was really huge um Mm. so that was interesting almost fell into it where the girls really pursued it and in the American yeah. one, it, I think maybe they lasted longer because both parties pursued it. They were like, oh, think, well, I've made yes, this decision. Yes. It's I love this person in the pod. Yes. I want to make this work. So this can, So I think there is that more argument. The other thing, too, is I didn't see a lot of arguments. Um, you know, it's not like screaming matches. And I think that's the that's the demeanor of um, yeah. Japanese people in general. But in, yeah. in the Americans are a bit more loudmouthed and they'll actually have like a physical like no blah 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 and he's like but I want this and then they had this really like big argument and they make up um, mm-hmm. whereas in the Japanese one it was just like the girl's like so I have these issues and the guy's like yeah yeah okay <laughs> yep and she's like so you know are you gonna do anything about it <laughs> yeah yeah like, okay. it's so telling but i love it i love it so much like this is why terrace house was also quite popular because oh, yeah. you know how i don't know the japanese people are so calm and mm. i mean it was also like it's a cultural cultural factor and also how they were brought up yeah um but it's very interesting, right? Because like because they're not so expressive, it's such a like what what could have been a very dramatic show became very uh, peaceful. <laughs> mm, yeah, I, I love this so much. I, I I used it to relax after a long work day. But in any case, so the thing here is that so and this is another interesting point that my friend brought up. But um, the the Japanese women were kind of, you know, since a lot of them were also in their kind of early 30s late 20s which is i'm sorry for the bell that was my cat playing with this toy again but uh anyway so um it was at it's it's at their age range is kind of at this stage in their lives where they are kind of seriously considering having kids Mm. and you know let's face it women have a biological time Mm. limit um the thing that makes Nowadays, me all the time. Yeah, and the thing is, like, um, technology has grown so much and science has made it possible to kind of make it possible even later than we've ever had uh, before. Mm. So we've seen There's a lot of ladies who are... Big caveats uh, to that, though. <laughs> exactly. So if you kind of... Yeah, like, the health their health considerations yeah money um, it's also more for, expensive yeah yeah exactly so uh it's natural for women to like if you want to have kids to consider it at this stage of your life where it's supposed to be the best time mm. biologically to do so and it kind of um played a part in how serious the women were with this project whereas mm. the men were like um, you know, it doesn't really matter. Let's just see where this goes. And there was like a. Sorry, my cat is going crazy. Like, it's going mad today. <laughs> He's so excited about our He's... conversation. 
all the time, right? Last time, do he never does this when I have a meeting at work? I'm just like, goodness, like, can you? Sorry, I'm so sorry. Anyway, so, um, where was I? So the the expectations, right? And there was this, uh, there was this couple where, um, <laughs> so the lady was in her early 30s and the guy was like in his in his early 20s and mm. i don't know how successful they both expected this to be but of course she they had this conversation prior to him proposing right that he was willing to adjust to the girl's preference uh in terms of timing on when when to get married and have kids. Yes. And I yeah. and I think it was his attempt to kind of like I don't know, I'm I don't want to judge him, but like, you know, was it kind of to kind of to co- or coerce yeah, her? Yeah, to into, win her over and be like, Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course I want to. Yeah, yeah, and then like they they're there and they're you know, on vacation and stuff. Mm. And then he goes and says, oh, I'm sorry. I'm actually, I think I'm too young. I'm not stable enough to support a family. And the girl was just like, I thought you said you were willing to adjust to the timelines and you know how I'm already in my early 30s Mm. and I want kids. Like, isn't that different from what you said at at the beginning? And, you know, Mm. I, I saw how that could have fell apart, really. And he was the guy who just like, he was just so random about it. He's just like, yep, I made up my mind. Okay, let's get married. And she was like dumbfounded. Like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, 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 but I love her. She's so cute. I love her. She's so they're pretty. All really, they're all really lovely. They really I were. know. The, the women are lovely in um, Love is Blind Japan. I don't know if I can say the same for all the men, but the women are all lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> on that note, though, like... Um, do you feel like there are specific um, stereotypes or expectations of women and how their lives should kind of unfold throughout the years? Like, can you tell me a little bit about the expectations in New Zealand? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I I really don't even know what the, like, expectation of woman is these days. Um, being that it's, we're very Western, very forward um thinking country like i think most millennials will think having kids before 30 is young Mm -hmm. um but that's not to say that there aren't people out there who are having kids at like 20 22 23 but like whenever i hear that i'm 27 now whenever i hear people having kids at like but like sub 25 i'm like that's way too young people getting married sub 25 way too young (laughs) like it's just it's very jumping the gun like I thought I knew who I was at 25. I had no idea who I was at 25. I thought I knew who yeah. I was at 22. I definitely did not know who I was at 22. So people like jumping the gun, getting married and like having kids and stuff is just like, it blows my mind. Um, Same. So like, I think most millennials in general are kind of like, meh, after 30 is a good time. Cause it's have, it gives you time to um, at least like, you know, hip study, a couple of years into your career or like a good number mm-hmm. of years into your career and like um, travel a little bit and all that sort of thing. So I think the expectation after 30 is that you'll start to like think about it and settle down. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Like my parents are not people to be like, Oh, when are you guys getting married? Oh, when are you guys having kids? Um, 
they're chill they're pretty chill and that's also i wonder if i don't feel that pressure as well because i'm the youngest of four so i'm my oldest brother is just about 35 now so like if anyone in the family's having kids it's him (laughs) (laughs) so no one's looking at me regardless being like when are you gonna have children um but that said on jonathan's side of the family and he comes from a little um a religious family um all of his other siblings have children his brother had his first kid when he was 23 or 22 even oh that's so young i know it was kind of a oh shoot we're having a baby (laughs) but he was already working at that point he's had a really good job and he's always had a really good job um he's got three kids now um his other sister has two kids his other sister has two kids and i think there's a little bit of like I don't, I don't know if his family are looking... I feel that pressure... So I do feel that pressure from his side of the family because obviously all of his family have um, mm-hmm. children. So there's a little bit of that like, so Emily and Jono, when are you getting married? When are you having children? <laughs> and I I feel that pressure unwillingly. Like they've... I don't think they've ever mm-hmm. said it, but you know, they'll make comments of like, when you guys have kids and that sort of thing irks me because it's like, oh pressure no thank you um it makes me kind of squirm because i still feel like a child (laughs) like you expect me to look after another human being have you seen how i can keep my house tidy not (laughs) (laughs) isn't it kind of if you think about it that way isn't it crazy how previous generations felt very ready to just dive into marriages even at at an even younger age like yeah i mean I can't think, I think the people who all got married in their early 20s, in terms of my parents' generation, like, there's so many divorcees. My, both, mm. well, my parents are obviously divorcees. The the people that they remarried are divorcees. <laughs> yeah. um, like, Jonathan's family, his parents are still together, and that's an anomaly. Like, it blows my mind when people are like, oh yeah, my parents are still together. I'm like, oh, Wow. <laughs> what what mm-hmm. happened what did they do right <laughs> what did they do wrong <laughs> like yeah do they hate each other and they just like you know like i just i can't imagine so, yeah, so what do you think know. was the stereotype there for your mom and the generations of women throughout the times oh she was yeah it was definitely was would have been in the 80s um it was definitely uh get married have children um mm-hmm. in your 20s you know there was no, there was no such thing as like going out and traveling and finding yourself. That wasn't a thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was just yeah, raise kids and then, then when you're retiring or nearing retirement, that's when you mm-hmm. get to enjoy yourself. That's when you get to go out and have fun and um, go traveling and stuff. And I'm like, who, who wants to do it like that? You're old, like not that old, but like you're older and you're, um, you've had a life, and then you go out and do this. I don't know. It just. I can't imagine doing that. <laughs> like, so that's a stereotype. Yeah. Would you say it's kind of still prevalent nowadays? Um, no, I would say things have definitely switched. I think it's definitely a, um, like, don't settle down. Don't get married until you're, you know, mid-twenties at the earliest. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's okay to go traveling or, like, it's encouraged at least to go on your OE um yeah it's a lot more centered around that sort of stuff but um 
So it's kind of shifted away from the stereotype then. Oh, yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think it definitely has switched. It's, yeah, it's pulled away from the stereotype um, to some extent, but. What is kind of like the rough percentage you think of people kind of still adhering to the stereotype and um, people who are kind of veering away from that? Ooh. Like just a rough, like how, um, in terms of what you've observed. I mean, it's hard to say because I'm, I, like in my demographic, in terms of like white woman with a job, with an education sort of thing. I would say that, like, maybe 25, 15% of people, I would say even less than that, have children before 25. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a very small percentage. But then if you look at the wider communities in New Zealand as a whole, I would say it's you could be looking at 25, 30% of people having kids before 25. Um, Mm, That's pretty low, though, right? Considering, like, a few years ago, it would have been a much larger number. Yeah, and I would say that it's those who are in that lower socioeconomical um, position where they have kids because perhaps they can't afford the contraception or they Mm. don't have jobs, so they just kind of fall into it. Or you have Mm -hmm. um, people who have kids in their teens because they have teen pregnancies and again it's a lower lower socioeconomical um, issue I guess people can't afford to um, for a protection mm. and then therefore can't afford the abortion or the parents disallow it because they're still under their parents roof so um, I mean that's that's still the case for a, a number of people out there but um, mm-hmm. yeah I would say that most I would say that most women who are working who have their own pay who are whether they're in relationships or not, tend to be really proactive on their um, protection and sexual health and that sort of thing. So um, they can prolong it. But I'm definitely... It's hard to say as well, because my friend group, none of us have kids. A few of us have houses. Um, Interesting. No one is married. (laughs) And they're all coupled up. Like, all of our our friends are coupled up, but no one's married. I think only one of them just recently engaged. So... Mm and I think we're all a bit late bloomers, but I think we're all very career focused as well. So that would make a good reason mm-hmm. why we're just not really in that family mode. But, um, right. Yeah. I, it's interesting. eh? Like, yeah, I just sort of see myself as like a lone wolf sometimes where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I'm swimming in this <laughs> unknown pool of life and you want me to have children? <laughs> like what is mm-hmm. wrong with you? Interesting. So, Right, and maybe because the the generations that have gone through those um, kind of expectations and stereotypes are still, you know, very much healthy and living, I would like to assume, because your parents, yeah. grandparents, right? Yeah. And maybe that's why it's still kind of like the expectation is still there. Whereas, uh, imagine in 20 years, 30 years from now, when we've kind of um, become that generation, right? Mm. Like, let's say we get into our 60s. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a very different story because, like, we've had we've led very different lives. Yeah. Um, so our expectation. Yeah, yeah. The expectation so, of what we had will also go to our children, and like, we'll be exactly. like, no, don't have so, children. You're too early. It's too. You're too young. That's very yeah. interesting. I'm actually very interested on how that would shift right in the future. Mm. Like, um, interesting to hear that because uh, the stereotypes in the Philippines in yeah, um, well, it's actually not. It doesn't really... It's interesting because, like, despite the cultural differences, right, it's still 
quite similar to um, what I've heard from you right now. And I, of course, I attribute that to, you know, years of colonization, mm. back to the history lesson of 300 years of yep. Spanish uh, colonization. So back when tribes were still the primary um, kind of social structures here in the Philippines, I like I I have heard that the women were actually more in power, which was a very interesting thing to discover after years of uh, kind of education that was based on the European and American context, right? Mm. And I found out that. Um, it's one of the reasons why our language has a very kind of neutral, like, uh, it's not a gender-based kind of language. But in any case, um, circling back to what I grew up with, right, um, it's very Western in that sense where, of course, the women are kind of expected to be at home and have children. Mm. And, um, you know, despite the Philippines being a little bit more flat in terms of, like... Um, equality right the gender equality issue mm. and i'm very thankful to have been brought up in such a society where women were respected just as much as men mm. you know we still have a lot to go in terms of that where we're in for example i remember because um a huge part of the philippines is largely christian mm. i don't have an exact number on that but i would say from what i remember back in school it's at least 90 percent wow is it yes. catholic or christian um, a larger part of it is Catholic, yep. but um, it's it has diversified in different uh, groups of Christianity. Right. So, right. Yep. yeah, and then the rema- remaining percentage would be um, would be in the southern area of the Philippines, where a lot of them, if I'm not mistaken, Muslim. Right. Um, yep. So yeah, uh, a lot of our holidays are actually based off of Christian holidays. Yep. So yeah. So uh, anyway, so like so Easter and Christmas and stuff like that. Exactly. Yep. Now, because of this, um, it's very traditional, right? The perception of like how women should be the one, the ones to kind of protect the family and your children, and it's actually quite. I mean, I've moved away from that, right? Like, I am not as religious as I was brought up to be. Hmm. And I think I have... So, I've chosen to become... I'm a, I'm agnostic. Yeah. So, um, so, I no longer kind of follow... You don't uh, conform to one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But in any case... Um, but you're not atheist in which I, you don't believe anything. Yeah. yeah, I so anyway, I grew up with that belief of like women should just procreate, and you're not. Um, and it's kind of like I, I really it makes me sad about how I was brought up to believe that, you know, I'm not fulfilling my purpose if I'm not, um, gonna give birth and have ki- kids because yeah. that's literally what I was kind of brought up to believe and so i i had education at an all-girls school which was of course very um religious and it's Mm. gosh if i i remember we had a class where we weren't we were kind of um raised to not choose abortion Mm. and they gave us like tiny dolls of 
fetuses at different stages of the pregnancy. And basically, they were telling us, so if you abort them, you're basically aborting this tiny human, which I understand, How right? What's the stuff that they showed you out of curiosity? <laughs> I, my goodness, like it's been years yeah. and I, you know, um, learning for my, like going into college and then learning that, you know, these aren't necessarily the most accurate things. Yep. I, I kind of just rejected that whole concept and also you know there's a whole debate on that right mm. where what if you what if the person was you know what if the person is as is a survivor of sexual assault yeah, exactly. then why should we expect them to live with that kind of um responsibility right of mm. another human being where there are so many negative feelings associated with that of course like i i do not deny that you know i have one of my really good friends is kind of you know she like a lot of people who have who have been adopted are kind mm. of the mi- miracles of very negative situations and i think that's mm. wonderful but you know it's such a huge debate but in any case there's a lot of like all of like all of those burdens placed on the shoulders of a very like a very frail and like fragile female and yep. some of them are very young um so there's that stereotype and it's shifted now like i find it very interesting cuz um I'll, like most of the people in my friend group and not even just my friend group right the like people i've met in uni in my network yeah. Very few of them are married and even if they were, so we do have people who have gotten married recently, even if they were, they still don't have kids. Mm. Um and so I associate this with kind of you know, there are a lot of factors to this, right? Like the economical stability of like we have like millennials have it really hard. Yeah. um the economy isn't great so i'm pretty sure there's that factor there right but also i wonder um if it's also because people want to take a little bit more of an active role in how their lives kind of shift because once you have children right it's a huge responsibility and i wonder if a lot of us are more aware about how big of a responsibility that is and Therefore, we don't want to kind of take it lightly, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, that's. I mean, if we talk about ourselves, for me, that's exactly it. Like, I like I know how much of a, I don't want to say a burden, but like how much of a responsibility is to, to look after a child, how much of, how much sacrifice you have to do as an individual. And like, like I am not ready for that. <laughs> and yeah. it, it's, I think the thing that's really conflicting for me is, um, so I was watching this great documentary um, in which it says about the age, between ages 27 and 20, uh, and 35 is like the time to have children um, in terms mm. of like lack of birth defects or healthy children, healthy for the mother, et cetera. And the percentage of healthy births, as in like people at, births without you know major defects um it drops significantly once you hit 35 so her 35 and then i have heard of 36 this. onwards it's it drops to like 15 percent of children born yeah. are born without birth defects which is just so confronting <laughs> and yeah. like oh i don't even want to think about it but like like i'm 27 now and i still don't really know like 
mm-hmm. like there's this yeah that feeling of like I can imagine it but I'm not there yet so I don't know I don't know right <laughs> yeah and it makes sense like I had to think real hard about um my own kind of like what so there are those expectations right mm. of kind of you know just because of the biological aspect of yeah. it and also like the cultural aspect of it like you know families kind of wanting to see like the usual excuses i want to live to see my grandchildren Ugh. right is i think Ugh. i feel like a common thing that any we will um, <laughs> we will live to see our grandchildren like Old, old people, old people, um, <laughs> people are living longer and longer. Like we're likely yeah. live to our nineties, on average. So oh, yeah, God. of I don't course know we're gonna live see, that long. We're gonna see our grandchildren. It's, it's gonna happen. Yeah, but no, but you know, that shouldn't like, be the reason our, you have kids, though. Our parents, right? Like feeling a little bit like I don't know if they just use it use it as an excuse Stop to get our us. Parents. To give... They had us. What more do they need? <laughs> Why are they so greedy? (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's true. But that that being Um, said, I do want my parents around to help me because God uh, wouldn't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah, but then like, um, so there are those expectations and I don't know, like I feel like a lot of women are moving away from that just because we are, so we are finally at a generation where we are seeing a little bit more of fairness in terms of the workplace where we are able to um of course there's still a lot of work to be done Mm. in this space that i'm speaking of but you know um the right to vote has not been a thing um several hundred years ago right Mm. and so we're living in a generation where women are more empowered than ever and we are contributing to the economy and I think in a very wonderful way and I think there a lot of women are just trying to kind of find a space to be able to do what they actually want to do and also kind of be able to balance that with the other types of um, roles that are stereotypically placed on them right like being the mother figure and actually if you think about it like a lot of women have had to juggle so many roles at once Mm. and I watched um, I read a book so there's a psychologist who a female psychologist and she was very successful in her career and in homemaking like she was superwoman basically and at some point she just like dropped out of exhaustion like she was on her way to her master's program um she was going to the gym every day and like um taking her kids to and from school and also working and studying at the same time and literally she she hit a tree because she fell asleep on the wheel because oh, she was wow. just so exhausted. Yeah. And you know, um having to think about that, right? Like I I want to be able to continue my career. Like my work is my life. Aside from my friends and family, of course, like it's one of the things that keep me kind of sane. And by by work I mean like even this podcast is to some degree um you know it's 
it's it's a work of passion. Yeah. yeah. Right. But it's still work. So that's what I mean. Like Does something that I ever create. Scare you though that what if one day it's say you get to forty for example and you're like mm-hmm. actually work's not doing it anymore. I wanna I wanna look after something. I wanna have kids. I know. And it's I'm too terrified late. of that happening. Like, I know, I'm, I'm exactly the same. I'm like well it's too late like it's physically biologically too late at that point and so Mm -hmm. like i feel like no matter what i'm going to be forced into a situation that i'm not happy with because Mm -hmm. of my biology which just it sucks (laughs) unless unless i can adopt which i'd love to do um which comes with its own freaking hurdles and yeah right yeah this is what keeps women up at night by the way No, it's a very real thing, and I it's, also, yeah. I mean, I'm two years older than you, so it's it oh, probably yeah. had to you... go think about this a little bit earlier. Yeah. So I have, I have done my research, and um, so I guess shifting the conversation to the question: Do you think, um, do you think these expectations, um, and our future as women, do you think it will change? Is the primary question here, and I believe it will, mm. and the reason why is because so after doing a little bit of research, we do have options for this, but you have mentioned it earlier in the podcast where it's going to be very expensive. Yeah. Um, so one of the considerations that you can do to kind of, um, it's like insurance, right? For a future that you don't know you might want or even need is to, I mean, freeze your eggs is a consideration. So the ideal time to actually freeze your eggs is um, sometime. I'm mean, actually it's in your late twenties, is what they say for the best. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, eggs. <laughs> it's so weird talking about it like <laughs> this, but like and then, um, but a lot of women choose to, and not just because they choose to, right? Like they're only actually financially stable enough yep. to be able to do this for themselves when they're in their like kind of early 30s ish mid 30s but it's an option that you can explore um but the question is like will you the like with the economy nowadays will we ever be able to afford it yeah Um, it gets very expensive (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. so it's kind Mm. of it's kind of sad right but um there are ways to kind of like move around the boundaries that were set upon us not just by society, but just literally out of, like, biology, mm. right? And as for, like, other things, right? So this is biology. Um, what do you think about, like, the pay gap? Like, how are you experiencing this in um, New Zealand, working as a corporate lady in New Zealand? I would say the pay gap, the pay gap kind of comes into things when it's... I don't think the pay gap is necessarily an intentional pay gap. For example, like women get paid less than men. Well, I mean, it does happen, yes. But I don't think it's that we get paid less. I think it's that the opportunities for us to move into the roles where we would get paid more are still being taken by men. So mm, Yes, I would agree with that. A statement. lot of the time, yeah. So a lot of the time, I think women end up making their own businesses and doing their own thing because the opportunities for them run out. For example, yeah. in my particular role at the moment, um, I'm sort of intermediate already. Like, I'm still intermediate, um, mm-hmm. which I'd like to be senior at this point, but, you know, I can't have everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> but to go into a lead role, um, the role that's just been taken in my company, 
Um, not that it would have been offered to me anyway, but mm-hmm. it's been taken by a guy. Um, the mm-hmm. guy who manages um, the company, like manages yeah. it, actually does all like the proper managing of it, um, is a guy, obviously. All of the guys above him are guys. <laughs> so yeah. it's a very... It's a, but interestingly enough, the, um, we've got a 50-50 in terms of women in the company, but we're all at yeah. lower, we're all at juniors, junior intermediate yeah. sort of levels. So, um, and I think... Why do you think it, it's like that? Like, is it skill, age, experience? What is it I, about? Um, I think it's a boys club. In the digital mm. sector, it's very much a boys club. Um, where I don't think women uh. necessarily see themselves in those roles because they don't want to be with those, they don't want to be in those roles with those people. Um, as much as I really <laughs> I enjoy see. my colleagues and stuff, like I just, I can't see myself thriving in a role with them. Mm-hmm. Like it, we just, we value different things and women just generally, we tend to value different things in a company. So, um, you know, we talk about quite a lot. We've got a lot more female. I've got a lot more female colleagues that have come in the last six months. But, you know, yeah. the things that we talk about are like, why do we not get more sick days? Like, in general, people yeah. should get more sick days. We get 10 a year, which is pretty yeah. good for 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 um, the world. But, like, women have period cramps every month. And sometimes they can be debilitating. And we just mm-hmm. have to, like, we just have to deal with it, you know. And it's crazy, right? Like, I am lucky enough that it's not so bad for me. But I, mm. um, so I, w- I had a roommate who had very, very extreme cramps that she's literally bedridden from Yeah. It. And there's no kind of consideration for that. And sometimes women are gaslighted for that. Like, whatever. You just, like, you're full of shit, right? Is what or Or just get over of... it. Like, oh, well, like, yeah, just deal with really it. Yeah, it's really sad because it's I don't think... so real. I don't think it's yeah. I don't think there's any consideration from male counterparts about how bad mm. it can actually be. So we were talking about as 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 women colleagues as we do. We're like, oh man, it would be really nice if companies did this, yeah. um, and actually recognized how debilitating it can be. And then there's also yeah. things like menopause as well. Women in their fifties go through menopause, which can be, mm-hmm. you know, it's your hormones. It can have a lot to do with your mood. It, like, there are so many things that women go through in a biological thing uh, that are so debilitating to us that we're constantly behind in a pay gap or because the other thing too is that like I don't want to work senior roles in my company anyway because you get overworked and like I want to work life balance which is like a millennial me so yeah I'm probably always going to be behind in the the pay gap so but I wonder if that's a female thing and rather just like a generational and personal thing as well right but I don't know. I, it's definitely it's definitely a millennial thing. It's definitely a generation thing. Gen Z have got a much better grasp on it. Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. And I see. But I feel like it's also. Don't you think it's also because of the times that we're living in? The internet has made us so accessible, right? Like back mm. then, with our parents' generations and the boomers as well. Like mm. they once they clock out, they're out. Like literally, you have to phone them to come back to the office to do something and they'd be too far away by then right mm. and whereas here it's like um make now that we have the internet literally like they could be like oh there's an emergency can you handle this handle this right now and literally like you're having dinner with your boyfriend or girlfriend mm. or whatever family and then you have to come in for work because it's quote unquote an emergency right mm. 
So yeah. I think that plays a role into that, but and that's why you're overworked, right? We're so and I feel like this is another very important topic that we have to talk about about how um like the the how tech has helped us but also kind of gave us more problems than we can than yeah. we ever even realized. I think, I think it's made us um I mean there's this whole concept which we could definitely do a deep dive into and it's kind of like overproduction. Um, whereas, you know, things like a 40 hour work week made sense prior to the 2000s because, um, because in order to get anything done, you had to have the manpower doing the hours, like it needs to be done. But now, you know, if we work office jobs, we work in tech and stuff, like we have so much productivity apps that we're like, in terms of what we can do, if we use them correctly, mm-hmm. we can produce so much more, but we're still expected to do the 40 hours, which yeah. I am a huge believer of like a 30 hour work week max. Yeah. Like no one should be working more than 30 hours a week. So I reckon four day weeks, great. Six day work days, uh, six hour work days is like, that's where it should be because yeah, we can be more productive with the tools that we've got which should not make us work more, but should enable us to take the time to enjoy life because, you know, exactly. some people run businesses where they don't have to touch it. They work an hour a day. It runs on its own. It's automatic. Like, that's how yeah. it should be. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're just, yeah, I don't know. So many yeah. things, but. Yeah. yeah. Well, circ- circling back to the topic about how, like, for example, the the, the pay gap, um, I think it's, um, the problem here is that sometimes there are certain societal expectations to what a productive worker would be, right? Yeah. Like um, linking it to what you were saying. Because, for example, um, there are certain companies that uh, perceive women as taking a break as a liability, right? And so, like in my previous company, I like I literally the the like the owner of the the CEO literally told me while we were trying to hire another person um he literally said i don't want to hire a woman because she's going to and this is japan by the way mm. so it's, they're still very far off from like what i would hope as a very progressive and flat um country in terms of the the gender gap but yeah because they didn't want them to take a maternity maternity leave which would mean that they'd have to take a break from work because god forbid that the japanese people take a break from work right whoa as if the world would end with if people can just take a break but can i say something um, super controversial <laughs> okay I let's kinda, let's hear it i kind of get the idea of not wanting to hire someone because they're going to take a break i get that I get that. I get that because it's annoying to have to hire people and like, but it's shitty (laughs) at the same time. Yeah. That woman, that woman feel like, like you get to a point where like, you just might not get the job ever because you're at the age where it's like, oh, well, you're expected to run away. And like, it's the expectation on women always, which... I mean, I get it from an employer's perspective of like, oh, damn, I have to train someone else to do this job. But yeah. there are so many people out there that I'm sure you could find someone to do the job. Um, yeah. Or I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who want to step up into a role. And this is the opportunity for them to step up. You just have to take, 
you have to take the gamble and be like, yeah, you're qualified enough to do this job and you want to do this job, yeah. therefore we'll give it to you. But some people are like, oh, you don't have any experience in this, this high-level role. And it's like, yeah, because I can't bloody get in my door. <laughs> I can't get yeah, in the yeah. door. <laughs> so yeah. I, I actually, I, I agree with you. And it's one of the things where I feel like as a woman, I have to constantly struggle with, right? Because yeah. sometimes it becomes a choice between like, what do you prioritize? You prioritize your 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 family life right like mm. if you i kind of like so moving into this the part of the discussion where we like i'd like you to also talk about like your um expectations of your future and what you'd like for your future but i feel like the society that we are living in his is kind of forcing me to make a choice yeah. between like whether i should have children or whether i should just keep um working at my career because mm. Um, I've gotten far enough, um, but not far enough, right? Mm. There's still that glass ceiling that I have to break. And, you know, to get here, it took a lot of, like, convincing my employers and my bosses that, no, I my career is my pri- priority. Yeah, and you that- constantly have to fight and battle that and, and convince people of that. It's like they weren't taking yeah. the word, you know? But then the thing is, right, like, at what expense? Like, Mm. eventually, maybe, I don't know, in the future, maybe I'd end up regretting it. But at this point in time, at this point in time, I've decided that I will focus on my career. And that's a choice that I feel like it's so, like, the, the, oh, my God, like, it's it's one of the difficulties of being a woman. Like, men don't have to think about this, right? Because... They don't have to give birth, right? And they're they're not the ones who have to take... um, a break because their body literally has gone through hell and back with like giving birth to a child yeah which is physically and emotionally taxing to be fair yeah i mean it's changing right like some men are more open to being the the like the homemaker and the women the women working but like just because of the structures that are upon us it's kind of really hard for women to not take a break because like what do you do you can't implant a child into a man and have him give birth god and like surrogacy (laughs) is great but like again it's a it's a financial barrier and like yeah it's not like the government doesn't do anything about it they're like no you're gonna have children if you can't have children oh Okay, maybe we'll let you have a surrogate then. <laughs> yeah, and illegal. also like with sur- oh. yeah. And since oh. it's highly unregulated, there are so many issues with surrogacy that you yeah. know I believe in like if it's consensual and if women are safe, the yeah. surrogates are safe in a safe space, then I'm all for it. But the thing is, a lot of these women, from what I've uh, I've done my research, of course, yeah. a lot of this these women are of course coming from very different, a uh, very difficult backgrounds, yeah. and yeah. some of them are just pushed into the situation, yeah. right? And a lot of them are actually quite exploited yeah and so there's that moral aspect of that and it's just there's so many things to consider just for us to be able to kind of flatten the the pay gap because the opportunities are quite slim because of all of these considerations that we have to think about right Mm. so i don't actually blame the employers 100 percent, but i do blame the society that has kind of put priority over full efficiency right like why can't Mm. we take breaks right why like i understand you mentioned a while ago that it that you understand the the perspective of the employer where if an employee takes a break then it's kind of like it's you have to find someone else yeah but then why do we always have to kind of be 100 percent every single time Right. Or mm. we could have like you could actually prepare for that, right? Where yeah. you well, your pro- make sure your processes that- should be good enough that yeah. one person like one 
cog shouldn't break the machine like your system should be good enough that anyone can do anyone's job so it's a failure of the company to not be exactly efficient like exactly it should just it should always be you know a well-oiled machine that works regardless of all the cogs there (laughs) exactly and actually like um so right now i'm working as a director in a media company and it's actually very male dominated but it's efficient in this aspect where um if i had to take a break tomorrow for any reason my colleague will be able to cover for me and i think that's you know that's a sign of an efficiently working um, organization at least in this aspect and i think it's possible it's just that our company is willing to do this and oftentimes we unfortunately find that the answer is no right Mm. so but it's getting better um so i want i want to know your stance on this like what what where do you see yourself going with all of these considerations and changes and also the things that have stayed the same like how do you see your future as a woman of this generation um i see myself probably having kids at 35 and i'm super against pregnancy i hate the idea of it I hate what it's going to do to my body. I don't want any part in it. So, like, if Mm -hmm. I can somehow get a surrogate, that would be amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. My number one thing would be adoption. I would love to adopt. That would just make... It would make me feel good because, like, I'm saving a child in a way. Um, Yeah. Only thing is in New Zealand, we have open adoptions, so the other family would be involved in the relationship. And then I'm still in that sort of crossroads of, like, but I want my own biological kids. Like, I want to... I want to have a part of me in them and uh, so I yeah I'm kind of at this I'm at a fetus point of view where it's like look 35 it's gonna happen like I can't get around mm-hmm. it and um but I have a lot of role models around me 35 year old women's uh sorry women who've had children around the age 30 35 um my coach yeah. my skating coach is one of those and um She's kind of a role model for me. She's not a motherly type person. She's pretty career focused. Um, she told yeah. me the other day she doesn't play with her kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> she just kind of <laughs> gives them a ball or something and lets them play outside. I don't know what she does oh with God, them. That's so funny. Um, gives them a ball. Like, that like sounds a dog. like a dog. I know. And I was just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, she works with kids, by the way. She's a coach. <laughs> that's so funny. But she's just real pragmatic about stuff. And um, so I have like good role models around me who kind of... Um, you know, and I look at them and they are 35 plus now. Um, mm-hmm. And I can kind of see the age gap between us. Um, yeah. So I have hope. <laughs> I don't know. That's where mm-hmm. I'm at. I'm like, look, I don't want to think about this till I'm 30, even though it creeps into every conversation I have. But um, yeah, that's where I'm at, I guess. We'll, I see. I don't know. Right, yeah. right. What about you? And do you where plan you to keep on working, by the way? Oh, uh, yes, very much. Uh, we'll work mm. till I die. I love working. I'm the same as you. I love working on projects. Mm-hmm. I love being creative. I like um, seeing things grow. And like I like having a job to go to. It makes me feel like I'm in need. You know, I have a purpose. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love that. I like having a career. Like, so, yeah. Stuff you all. I'm going to keep working till I die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, for me, I think I lightly touched on this a while ago, but... I I think I will end up choosing my career. Like like you, I don't want to think about it until I'm there. But mm. I think I want to kind of... So I'm... 
like unfortunately with this economy it's very hard to save enough money to be able to like build up to that what i proposed a while ago is like you know freezing your eggs and stuff like that but it's something i definitely want to save up for because i i don't want to force myself into a partnership with someone that i don't really am not for example not am am not fully compatible with or don't love right i want to be able to wait for that person but we don't know when that will happen and i just want to be able to set up the like at least like a kind of insurance for myself that at any stage in my life whether it's like much later i'll have that option to be able to have kids is what i want to prepare for um but career will always be um, a very important aspect in my life and it's actually why i'm i'm hoping i find someone who is uh is willing to be the family man the the house father (laughs) it'll be a dream come true no, I'm not kidding. Like, I really do hope that someone... Like, if he... Because the thing is, I don't know, to be honest with you, I don't know if I actually want kids just as a personal preference. Oh, yep, ditto. I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, and not not just because of the birthing process, but it's just such a huge responsibility it that is. I don't know if I'm capable of, like... You know, I, I take my responsibilities very seriously, whatever they... Like, whether it's a relationship, my work, whatever. It's, it's something I take very seriously. And kids, like, oh my goodness, like there's so many things that I just can't control. Yeah. And I don't know, like I feel like I'm I'm like a permanent child, right? But I think we all feel like that until it happens and yeah. then we're like, "Oh, I'm an adult now. This is what it feels like to be an adult." But um yeah. from everyone that I've I know that's gone down that path, I would say that that never happens. You just yeah, you just live with a thing attached to you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah so that's that's me Uh, i've decided that i will focus on my career and give myself some leeway for options in the future so i will save up for that instead of saving up for a house i wish i could but then you know the economy isn't great so we have to focus on certain things and i've decided i will put a little bit more of my uh savings into that i think in the future but you know that's another thing right but that's another thing I feel like we have to talk about this as well but like I wonder how much of this is just me being kind of programmed to believe that I will that I will want kids because like I said I don't know if I want kids right now like honestly Mm. I don't even know if I want them in the future but why Mm. am I doing this right for what insurance is this is this really for me or for what I've been programmed to believe that I want right so I have not found the answer to that yet yeah, but I the, <laughs> good to the know clock, that someone at 29 cl- still has no answers <laughs> I know like yeah and yes yes and yeah. the clock is ticking so I might as well just put that there so yeah that's me um so if you are a very kind handsome man just kidding <laughs> I'm not gonna look for Sweat men here <laughs> just kidding so if you're a family man are. jump in my pants <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, well, so that was fun. a very yeah this was a very very uh, interesting episode um, I hope you were able to get as far as the end of this and thank you for staying with us if you have um so yeah let us know what you think we'd love to hear um if you're a woman and also trying to figure out what you want to do for your future let us Mm, know in the comments we'd love to hear um your perspective on this issue and maybe there are other options we haven't explored yet that we'd you know benefit from knowing please let us know oh yes and yeah thank you very much yeah thanks for thanks for listening and uh go follow us on my social media youtube instagram um 
Anchor. Very soon TikTok. Spotify. Yeah. 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 All right. Thank you so much. And we hope you'll have a great day. Goodbye. Bye.